Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. Welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, where tomorrow we'll be doing something special, a little mini Friendo Fest, Friendo Fest 242 <laughs> or something. Why point two? Because it's like Friendo Fest 24, but then like a little bit more. Like we already did yeah, well, Friendo Fest be, 24. Why wouldn't it be 24.1 then? Point. Well, it's point. It's going to be like three hours. So like point three, point two. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, it's just it's just a little bit of gaming. It was your idea. You name it. Give yeah. it a better name then. Why does it be Friendo Fest? It's uh, Friendo Arcade. We already said that's what it's going to be. Fine, whatever. Anyways, we're going to play some video Gosh. games. Hopefully you join us there. It's going to be 2 p.m. Pacific. Yes, please join us. 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're going to play some Rocket League. We're going to, uh, which is cross-platform, so and it's free to play, so no excuses. Yeah, it's free. No excuses. Uh, we're going to play some Season 2 of Fall Guys, uh, and then uh, we're going to try to play maybe some Among Us. Mm-hmm. But the, the me actually getting that on my computer and figuring it out by tomorrow, an iffy proposition. Well, we're gonna try and make this like a monthly thing. So maybe if it doesn't get if we don't get to it this month, no way, man. Month, it's now or never. Now or All never. Right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's talk about. I guess we'll just talk about the draft is complete. Somebody made a really good point here uh, about because this was something that I really enjoyed about Raw tonight. Shane's birthday tweet here in the Twitch chat said Raw mm-hmm. got Dabakato, uh, Arturo, who they got. Oh, was this announced on Raw Talk? Arturo yeah, Huas and Riddick Moss. So there is no more Raw Underground tonight. Does that mean? Could it be uh, Raw Underground is the experiment over? Or considering that Raw drafted all of the, the, the stars of Raw Underground. <laughs> Is this an indication that it's going to continue? Oh, wow. Yeah. Can look at it that way as well. Uh, this whole draft thing needs like a complete overhaul. Uh, this year, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, more than any other year previous, really highlighted how uh, totally bereft of logic this whole draft process is. When Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Champion, lasted like the fourth round. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have 
a draft, approach it like uh, you know any other sports draft where the higher the pick, in theory, the better the player you're going to go after or is going to be available to you. Mm-hmm. So if I'm raw and uh, like at the top of the second round and Sammy Zane's there with the Intercontinental title, like they should draft him. Yeah, I know. Because he's a champion. Yeah. And usually champions are really good wrestlers. You want to fill out your roster with really good wrestlers. There's no logic to the order, uh, uh, like beyond like the first round, probably. Maybe part of the second. There's no real logic in terms of the order of the picks. At least not a consistent logic. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I agree with that. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we rolled. Uh, we rolled here. Um, you know, keepers. They should have keepers. The, you know, Raw should. You know, Raw gets to. You know, keep their champions unless, like you see at the at the draft at pretty much all the drafts, you can do trades. So let's say Raw. You know, Raw gets to keep their champions, uh, but. We would like to tr- uh, offer up a trade, our mid card champion for your mid card champion. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can initiate trades like that. Yeah, it's it's. This is my. This is a pure speculation of my end, and something tells me I'm right. This, the so one of the things advertised on Raw tonight was Mustafa Ali uh, talking about retribution, which I was very much looking forward to. I love Mustafa Same. Ali. Huge Same. moment last week. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen tonight. Which indicates to me that this whole damn show was being written on the fly. Of course it is. Raw, it's always written on the fly. So, and yeah, we know that from, you know, ages ago. Every week we'd hear, oh, this one's written on the fly. Um, which, to me, is not a great way to incorporate a draft. Because then you lose the one thing you need, and that's logic. Because they're putting together a wrestling show. Well then, well you know people don't care about logic; they care about wrestling. Well, no, we kind of want you're building no, a world that's not true. here. We care about stories. We care about yeah. Stories. You're building a world here with which these characters inhabit. We'd like some logic to go with it, please. Here, and here's another thing: I understand the rationale for having two separate draft pools, so you're not having all the top names on the first day of the draft being selected. You want to spread out the star power. I understand that. That being said, it makes zero sense. Um, you know, for example. Bailey uh, is taken by SmackDown on Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What sense is that? You know, yeah. Maybe they do something where they have the draft. They didn't. They they have the draft. Now nah, that wouldn't work either. Um, just just say everybody's in the draft pool. This is the order of the picks, and then people go down the line. You draft who you think is the best wrestler available at that spot. The way they did it and, in 2016 was fine. Yeah, that was fine. Another thing you can do if you want to bring some excitement to the second day of the draft, if you want to do a second day of the draft, why not do it all on Raw for the whole three hours? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to spread over two days, kick off the second day with something huge, a massive trade, you know, uh, uh, something along those lines to bring some excitement. Have someone have a story of someone who should have been drafted much higher fall down the board for whatever reason. Make that a story. Make draft picks a story. Draft picks usually aren't stories. They haven't been for a while. And it's lame when they when they uh, you need like an Aaron Rodgers story, a Brady Quinn story, someone who's expected to go high, who's sitting in that green room yeah. the entire draft. And he's there by or he or she is there by themselves. Make that story. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how huge it was when Raw chose Finn Balor in 2016 
It was a it was a sea change. It was massive. It was huge. And what they do, they brought them right up to the Universal title scene. You know, they mm-hmm. don't do that anymore. They don't take advantage nope. of the fact that they have it. It is clearly a development a developmental brand. It is clearly that. I know that they spent one cycle of a Survivor Series trying to convince us otherwise, but that was only because they were on USA Now. Yeah, but ever since then they've treated them like a developmental brand. Um, yep. So use that to bring up people. Let's do that through the draft. They have all these opportunities to do things that make their product feel more legit. More when you when you institute rules that you adhere to, it makes your world more believable. Yeah. And you need some of that so that you're not constantly wondering why so that you can properly suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Um, Schnauzer here brings up another uh point of uh, pure illogical uh, decision making within WB about this whole draft process. Schnauzer says, can we talk about Strowman being drafted to Raw after being announced for a universal title match, then being announced for a match against Lee next week? How goddamn confusing is that? Jeff Hardy is fighting uh, Lars Sullivan on SmackDown this Friday. Doesn't make any sense. He's been drafted by Raw. He should not be on SmackDown full stop. It's the season premiere. It's the first episode. If I'm I'm coming in as, oh, wow, they're advertising season premiere. Oh, cool. Jeff Hardy. I remember him from the back in the day. He's fighting this new uh, beast guy, Lars Sullivan. Cool. And the next Friday, I don't see Jeff Hardy. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I understand the case of Seth Rollins. He's Monday Night Rollins. He was on Raw for a long time. Yeah. Give him a send off. Same with New Day. You know, they've been kind of uh, uh, holding down SmackDown, the tag division there, them and the Usos for years. It's motivated. Give them send off. No, all it that's motivated. Yes. It's almost it's like, oh, okay. So so like sometimes that's the infuriating part is that sometimes they will make allowances for things that make sense. And then like this 80% of it just doesn't make any sense. No. Dude, they're even they're even carry they're drafting wholesale feuds. Like Seth and Ray on SmackDown together, and then Kevin Owens and Aleister Black on SmackDown together. AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy, kind of. I mean, they had a feud going back. I don't need to see this stuff. I don't. No. Like, even no. AJ and Jeff Hardy, I don't really mind. That's like, but they're not, because they're not in an, I mean, they just got out of a blow-off, I think, right? Here's here's the thing. Here. I'll, Kevin I'll, Owens I'll, and Aleister Black are in a feud. I know. I'll proffer this to you. So, instead of doing the draft to help balance the rosters, to make things, you know, like the strength of the rosters more equitable... Maybe they in this draft the approach was let's balance the creative. SmackDown is consistently pretty good. Raw is hit or miss. Let's send some of the stories that are you know going on on Raw over to SmackDown. Some of the stories on SmackDown over to Raw and see if on a creative level this helps balance out the shows. That is the um, one kind of silver lining for things like Seth and Ray and Kevin Owens and Aleister Black, which I honestly hope tonight felt like a blow off. I hope it is a blow off. It did. Yeah. Um, but the fact they both got drafted SmackDown makes it seem like it's not going to be a blowout. I know. I mean, it could be I coincidental. Know. I know. It doesn't seem like I it. am definitely hoping that uh, uh, SmackDown Creative, which has been really good lately, can put a new spin if they do plan on continuing these feuds. On tired feuds, yes. Um, I mean, dude, one, one, you know, if you want to pivot now to the positives. We had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back on the same brand again, and they're both and and you mm-hmm. know one guy's a bad guy, one guy's a good guy. But with Kevin Owens, the jury might be out because of what happened with the Fiend. He could start raising hell with Sami 
which couldn't mm-hmm. be a lot of fun, or they could fight, which could be a lot of fun. Either way, I'm really happy that Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. That's been creatively the better show, and he deserves yep. better creative than he's uh, received. Yep. Uh, Dublin Lover here in chat said they should do the singles on Friday and tag teams on Monday. At least that would make sense. You know, hey, we're going to do, uh, you know, the uh, men's singles on one show tag teams women division on the other show Mm -hmm. yeah i would have liked to do separate drafts by division or something i would yeah exactly use divisions i mean there is that is one thing that i i know some people don't like it but at least with aew they can use the rankings to uh manage uh feuds to a degree you know it's like oh well you know i'm up there in the rankings where's my title shot it's like you have good motivation for that um wwe with how big they are they could use with some in-story structure uh, with how they how they manage things, but but you know that's not going to happen until Vince is gone. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. Nope. It's not going to happen. Uh, let's get into this because I thought there were some pretty cool things going on with. I mean, the, the draft itself has been an absolute just who gives a crap. But yep. uh, beyond that, there is some decent stuff. Uh, yeah, the beginning of the show is kind of a nothing though. I mean, Randy Orton comes out, he drops a professional wrestling promo, uh, says he's going to pin Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. Drew McIntyre comes out. This is this is called spinning of wheels, man. It really is. And he said, uh, you know, when I kicked you, when I claymored you that ambulance match, uh, I did it for everybody that you've hurt uh, at Hell in a Cell is going to be for me. Uh, he says, but in the meantime, I made a promise myself that whenever I see you in the same building. I'm going to beat you up. So then he goes and he attacks Randy Orton, gets the upper hand. Randy Orton flees. It's just brawling, brawling, brawling. And then we have the first round of the, of, uh, the draft, the Monday installment, going first overall on Raw to Raw, Bray Wyatt. Good pick. Solid pick. SmackDown selects Bailey. Randall Keith Orton is selected by Raw. Street Profits go to SmackDown. And then Charlotte Flair selected by Raw. So of those listed, only, uh, we had Bray and Street Profits switching brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a really terrific, really fun Alistair Black versus Kevin Owens no disqualification match. Um, Kevin Owens must have thought this was a street fight because he was fighting it in jeans, um, which I thought yeah. was actually a pretty cool look for him, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, this went all over the place. Uh, uh, we had a table involved. We had an announce table involved. Uh, Owens hit a D- that chair spot. The that ch- chair spot was rough. That was rad. That was so Owens hits a DDT on a chair. They, they put a bunch of chairs in the ring. He gets a DDT on the chair on Black. He gets two with that. But then he starts setting up sort of like a table of chairs, like four of mm-hmm. them all facing each other. And mm-hmm. uh, they start battling up at the top. He wants to go for a superplex on the chairs. Instead, Alistair Black shoves him down and does a meteora from the from the top to Kevin Owens onto the the stack of chairs there, onto the table oh. platform chairs. Yeah. Uh, that was really, really great stuff. He only got two. I was hoping for a finish there. Uh, uh, on the outside, uh, Alistair Black uh, goes for a black mask, but instead hits the post. He gets uh, back into the ring. Owen get, Owens gets in there, hits a stunner, and then a powerbomb through a table that had been set up for the finish. Yeah. Uh, really terrific match. I, I was kind yeah, of hoping they'd give that win to Aleister Black uh, because God knows he needs it so bad. He needs some I know. wins I know. really bad. I know. And like, what if this feud is going to continue? It's like, what's uh, on what basis does Aleister deserve any sort of rematch? None. He's got pinned clean. Zero. Zero. But you know what's going to happen. He's going to attack Kevin Owens next chance he gets. Yep. Yeah. For what? 
to get his ass kicked again. Yeah, I know. I'm a glutton for punishment. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, Round two next. Braun going to Raw, even though he has a universal title match on Friday. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Daniel Bryan. The thing is, they probably decide where Braun was going to be drafted to until today. And they'd already announced that match. Yeah. Um, yeah, Braun's render looked really weird, too. He looked like he had a small body, which he clearly doesn't. It was weird. No, he has an enormous body. Giant uh, body. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is selected by SmackDown. He's staying on the blue brand. That's a terrible pick, by the way. Awful. Because you well, never I mean, see him. But he's a member of the creative team, so he can't like not pick. Is him. that in K? Um, Matt Riddle going to Raw. Not a surprise because Seth Rollins is on SmackDown. It was now. great too because like right after this, was it right after this? Oh, maybe it was later that they showed uh, Seth. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, it was later. They showed Seth backstage like just walking around and he looked happy oh, as he's can so be. Happy. I'm like, oh, because Riddle's so on Raw. Uh, Kevin Owens going to SmackDown and Jeff Hardy going to Raw. So, uh, save for Daniel Bryan, everybody in this round is switching brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I do like about uh, from the Raw side of the draft is that they got a lot of potential contenders to take on Drew between now and WrestleMania. I know. You got Braun, mm-hmm. you got Sheamus, mm-hmm. first and foremost. You got AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. And so, they really reloaded the heel side uh, of, of their main event scene. Um, which it desperately needed because after Randy Orton. Oh, and The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Fiend's there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Raw main event seems actually really loaded. Yeah, you've got some good. Ricochet is waiting there on Raw for some pretty decent matchups as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully after what happened tonight, 
I don't know. I mean, I know that the stipulation was that's the end between him and the Hurt business. Uh, I was really hoping. I liked how that match ended, but I was hoping it was going to end with a forced alliance because of retribution. Yeah, I know. I know me too. I thought that could have been really cool, but I was fine Mm -hmm. with how it ended. Uh, So, yeah, after that, we had Ms. TV with guests uh, Mandy and uh, Dana Brooke. Uh, With who? Dana Brooke. And Mandy brings up that Otis. You're ruining his life, Ms. You're ruining people's lives by sending us here. Yeah, Mandy brought up the Otis stuff. So hopefully he gets to Raw, dude, because... Are they just there's there's not gonna do anything, are they? Because no. Well, no, Lars is going over to, to SmackDown. Are they just gonna do like yeah. a Miz versus Morrison thing because Miz didn't help out Morrison tonight? Probably. Yeah, probably, huh? And the Otis probably. thing is just gonna be dropped. His yeah. entire story, everything around him has disappeared. I know. I know. I know. Maybe they're thinking that if they uh, I don't know, in uh, a year's time. Six months time. Maybe they still have designs on Roman somehow successfully cashing in and having uh, Mandy there to uh, celebrate with him, and that, they think that's going to be a huge moment or something. Uh, wait. Oh, you you said Roman cashing? You mean Otis cashing in? Otis. Yeah, sorry. Otis cashing in on Roman. On Roman? Somehow. No, it's not going to happen. But they're like, oh, we'll have this in our back pocket in case we want to do this. Oh, my goodness. Boy, that'd be something else. Speaking uh, of illogical scenarios. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Miz spends a little bit of time trying to drive a wedge between her and Dana. Dana Brooke bringing up Sonya Deville. Lana and uh, Natalia come down. Uh, and they're like, hey, we should be your guests because, you know, we're doing good or something. Uh, so they. Uh, because ma- they're influencers. Yeah. They're in there. Yeah. Hashtag boat. Uh, so they get into it with, uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, uh, Ms. TV can who Dana Brooke. All right. That's the last time. Oh yeah. So that for some (laughs) reason, for some reason, Ms. TV continues after the commercial. They're still there. And Ms. is like, well, here's my plan B John Morrison. Which was this is all this excuse for Lars Sullivan to come up, come out and beat them up. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lars has a match against Jeff Hardy on SmackDown, even though Jeff Hardy's a Raw superstar. Yet Jeff Hardy has a match tonight. Why didn't Lars Sullivan attack Jeff Hardy rather than Miz Morrison? Because Elias attacked Jeff Hardy's got a target on his back apparently. Because Elias attacked him. No, you're right. It should. It, it, it totally should. That should have happened. Like they could have Elias come back next week. You you have to appreciate though, at least with Elias attacking Jeff Hardy. Oh, it was ridiculous. It referenced something that happened in the past. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like you said, Lars Sullivan comes out for some booty picks. Uh, <laughs> Lars goes for the Miz. He runs away. Morrison actually takes the fight to him, so we know who's going to be the baby face in this particular turn. Yep. Uh, Miz tries to help for a second. He like tries to grab Morrison's foot and get him out, but Lars sort of I don't know hisses at him or something, and Miz he runs looks away. at him. He just looks at him. Uh, yeah. And then uh, what's his face? Lars gives uh, good old uh, Morrison a freak accident. Yeah. God bless John Morrison. That guy can sell like crazy, and he's like 60 oh, years yeah. old. It's great. I know. So we get a, a recap of the New Day getting broken up, and then we go backstage. Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce is is negotiating a deal, so uh, the New Day and Street Profits will trade their respective tag titles. Uh, now that Street Profits are on SmackDown, they get SmackDown titles, uh, uh, vice versa for New Day. Uh, Bob Roode and Dolph walk up. Uh, Bob Roode talks some crap, saying uh, the Street Profits are running 
now that they got drafted, run away from them. Dahl says, hey, in a six-man tag match, we pinned the champs last week, so we won a title shot uh, for, like, for the Raw Championships. Uh, and then uh, Kofi's like, you're on. And so that happened later. So, yeah, I don't think the Street Profits have ever fought the New Day. Mm-mm. How nope. awesome would that have been? Instead of been awesome. doing this ridiculousness, instead of doing this absolute ridiculous, just backstage, here's swap belts. I'm not saying you have a match over it because that's weird. That's yeah, I don't even know how you'd figure that one out. Have them have a match. Just let us see what that looks like because it'd probably be great. You know, New Day's been doing this forever. Street Profits, they're new. And then you can have, you don't even need to finish. You can have then I know. Uh, Ziggler and Rude uh, break it up. And then I don't make it to turn into a triple threat tag team. Here's, all here's another thing that, that, that sucked about this whole draft thing. So they announced that New Day will defend against Bob Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Before the match, though, it was announced that Bef- Roode and Ziggler got drafted to SmackDown. So, of course, they're not winning. What happens if they win? What, are they going to be stuck there on Raw? Like, they don't explain this shit. Why would... I know. It's, it's it's maddening. It's it's, it's you know maddening. I don't really I I don't dude I don't mind you know I I see uh, uh, Sap is the one who is very vocal on Twitter whenever they do somebody crosses oh, over stuff. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. bug me. That doesn't bug me. But there's a limit, and the draft has broken that limit completely. It shattered my limit, Larson. Yeah, whatever rules they try to establish for this universe they're created, the the draft just blew them all up. Yeah, as 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 you would say. So. Uh, Speaking of which, round three was next. Uh, why would Raw draft Retribution? I know they got contracts. Yeah. The whole mission is to destroy WWE. At least try to find a way to explain that. Well. Some rationale. You know, Mustafa Ali was supposed to explain stuff tonight. Maybe we've had some sort That's of true. explanation Here, there. Even just something as simple as this. Steph gets the card. She reads it and it's like, this isn't right. Turns it over. What her name was supposed to be on there is crossed out, and someone wrote retribution on there. <laughs> yeah. Since it's on the card, good. she's got to say she it, has and to it's, say it's it. official. Yeah, and it's official because it's on the card. And she said it. Uh, <laughs> and she said it. Instead, she just said, "Look behind her, real, real like Stephanie, poorly." She always comes off like somebody who. It's like she feels like her role is person who knows it's fake. You know, yes. like when she did this, it was almost mockingly like, oh, those silly, those totally silly scamps in retribution. They're so crazy. They're now with stayed on raw. Uh, Lars yeah. Sullivan to SmackDown. Uh, Keith Lee staying on raw. So we're going to get him and Braun Strowman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin. Oh gosh! To SmackDown, well, I don't really care where he goes. You know, Baron is one of those guys where I get so bored of them, but it kind of bums me out because I think that if if handled right, Baron could actually be wildly entertaining. Here's the thing: that's the case with basically everybody on the on WWE's roster. Yeah, but Baron is one that really stands out. I don't get bored by most people. I get bored by him. I think with him, the deficit of like how much they screw him up versus really what he could probably bring to the table. If you see his Instagram, the guy is pre- and his Twitter, the guy is actually pretty damn entertaining. Mm-hmm. Just he just seems like a relatively entertaining any entertaining person. But the goofy ass king stuff. It's been over There's a year, you know. It's been over a year. I know. Yeah, then uh, last pick of the third round, Alexa Bliss goes to Raw. 
Ooh, we saw her later. That was really cool, actually. Uh, after that, Seth Rollins has his goodbye speech. Uh, his uh, last traditional 15-minute promo on Raw. <laughs> right, yeah. Now we get those on SmackDown where it'll take up one-eighth of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so he's wondering if there's anyone there to fill his shoes. He's worried about Raw. Who's going to be here to cut these 15-minute long promos? Uh, and he says, uh, "It's not. I'll tell you who won't be. It's not going to be Dom Array. You got it right. It's going to be Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes down. And he's uh, he says his piece. He's like, oh, I could do this. I've been doing this for like 80 years now. Seth says, all right, well, anyways, good luck facing Lars Sullivan on Friday. He leaves. As he's leaving, AJ Styles comes out. As he passes by Seth Rollins, he very dismissively says, this was never, never Monday Night Rollins in the first place. He keeps he on. Says, get, get to Stefan. <laughs> get to Stefan. And you're like. Wow, is Seth gonna take that? Like I was, I was offended on Seth's behalf. And oh, Seth put on the brakes. He went. He stands up. He goes, "Excuse me." And then I was like, "Is he just gonna leave now?" Because he was like gone. I thought out of sight, out of mind. And <laughs> not a second later, AJ's down. John and Jeff Hardy talking about like you know. Uh, his substance abuse problems or something. Seth gets up in AJ's face. They start John. Jeff Hardy attacks them both. And he says, he's, and it says here in my notes, if my hearing is correct, Jeff yeah, Hardy says match. He, did. he wanted yeah. a triple threat tag team match. He emphasized tag team on that one. That's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. All those, you know, that's probably a habit. All those years in the Hardy boys. Uh, he's probably just used to saying it. Oh, for anyway, sure. This, yeah. This was a really fun match. Though. This was a lot of fun. This was wildly fun. Yeah, this is great. I love this match. This is like pay-per-view level. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Uh, however, it was all stymied at the end uh, by a shot from Elias to Jeff Hardy as he would later reveal in an interview backstage. It was all because uh, it was it was it was revenge for Jeff Hardy hitting him with the car. Yeah. Uh, how about that swanton on <laughs> to Seth Rollins where he just landed on him? Oh. <laughs> That was a that Oof. was an ugly looking spot, but uh, yeah. So uh, AJ AJ covers up uh, Hardy after getting destroyed by Guitar to get the win. So uh, it seems obvious that Jeff Hardy is getting to a program with Elias. I'm not sure this leaves AJ Styles. Maybe he's next in line to take on Drew after uh, Orton loses at Hell in a Cell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any number of those combos work for me. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, we had more draft. Eli- Wait, I'm sorry. Was that when we had Elias or was that later? The, the interview with Elias was later. Okay. So then we get drafted right now. Yeah. So he gets drafted to Raw. Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Champion, falls to what is this? Round four, five, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, round four. Uh, so he gets drafted. Uh, Lacey Evans moves to Raw. Uh, Cesaro and Nakamura stay on SmackDown. And Sheamus gets drafted to Raw. That could be a lot of fun. It could be. I yeah. like Seamus. I do, too. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Lana are next. Uh, Lana and Natalia have the early advantage. Uh, however, uh, once Mandy gets the hot tag from Dana, uh, she just lays into Lana, hits a running knee. Dana tags herself in. Actually hits a pretty cool swanton off of Mandy's shoulders to get the win. Dude, they had these. They've been working on some moves together. I tell. love that. You could totally could tell. tell. Me, too. Me, too. You could tell. And afterwards, uh, even at, you know, after weeks and 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 weeks of friendship, uh, Natalia just looks at Lana, asks if she's stupid, <laughs> says, this isn't working out. I'm done. Is that how we're going to end? You're just going to look at me and so, say, what are you, stupid? I can't are do this stupid, anymore. Steve? 
this isn't working out anymore. I'm done. Like, Leave meeting. <laughs> Leave meeting, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like you're just now realizing this. Uh, let's see here. So after that, uh, we have Hurt Business backstage. Mm-hmm. Ricochet comes up, and he's like, hey, uh, Apollo Crews might, <coughs> will be drafted to SmackDown, which is going to leave me by myself here on Raw. Uh, it's probably not good business for you guys to be beating me up every single week. So let me proffer you a deal. Uh, this was really good. This was really good. It was delivered really well. I'm just talking like an idiot. Um, he says, "If well, I want a match. One last match. Me and Cedric. And No, he said, I don't care against you. Any of you. Oh, okay. Said, okay, cool. I didn't catch that part just because Cedric was so horny to fight. Uh, he was like, I don't care against you, I guess. And he said, if I win, you leave me alone. If you win, I'll join the Hurt Business, which I was really hoping would be the case. Uh, so Cedric steps up and he's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to do this. This is great. So, uh, yeah, later on we were going to get Ricochet versus uh, Cedric, and that did not disappoint. Nope. But first, Angel Garza versus Andrade. Zelina Vega's on commentary, kind of bad-mouthing both of them, but more so Garza. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the dynamic is. I mean, she doesn't like Garza. That's established. Yeah. She has nothing to do with Garza. But the the her and Andrade, like she was kind of like talking a little bit of trash about the whole scenario with all three of them. Uh, and then afterwards, after uh, Andrade, in fairly quick fashion, takes the L via wing clipper, um, she gets in the ring to check on him. Mm-hmm. Earlier on commentary, she was bad-mouthing Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so lights go down, lights come up. Uh, and Alexa's doing the the fiend pose in the corner where she's had the top rope lean backwards. Yeah, this was, this was good stuff. I really like this. This was really good. Yeah. Um, and then you cut, and then the fiend's behind Andrade. He and Bliss hit Sister Abigail's on Andrade and, and Zelina, respectively. Um, so maybe we're going to get an Andrade uh, a Bray Wyatt thing in the near future. He's going to turn back to La Sombra. Oh, that'd be cool. Or just the party guy that he was in NXT. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let's Maybe. see if they have everything here on the draft. See if there's anything else. Cool. About to, like I'm talking smack, or, uh, Raw Talk. Raw I'll talk, go through yeah. round five here while I check that. So round five, we got Nikki Cross going to Raw. Dolph and Bob Roode going to SmackDown before their Raw tag team title match. Just watch. They're going to have a SmackDown uh, title match against Street Profits on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our truth stays on Raw, and Apollo Crews is going to SmackDown. Oh, and Dabakato got drafted by Raw. So the website doesn't have it. Yeah, Dabakato. Yeah, I mean, it could go. You're right, dude. It could go either way. Either they're going to keep Raw Underground because they have the Raw Underground players now on Raw, officially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although Dolph, Dolph, he's on SmackDown now. He was like on every episode of Raw Underground. Yeah, he was a mainstay over there. One day he did commentary and Raw Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, after that, we had the Raw Tag Team title bout. This was a lot of fun, but the outcome was never in question because uh, the, the challengers got drafted to the other brand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> There was that great bit where the, the Rude and Ziggler did that pop-up Famouser thing. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was good that stuff. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, in the end, though, uh, uh, Kofi uh, tags himself in. New Day hit the uh, backbreaker top rope double stomp combo to get the W and send Bob, Rude, and Dolph over to SmackDown. So, yeah, Riot Squad went to SmackDown. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so Riot Squad went to SmackDown. Well, what other uh, women's tag teams are on SmackDown right now? 
Riot Squad. I think that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, somebody mentioned before Archer Ohuas on Raw. We know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. So Lana. Okay, yeah. So Lana is on Raw. Natalia is on SmackDown. Riddick Moss, Raw. Riot Squad, SmackDown. Archer Ohuas on Raw. I think that was probably right. the only round on Raw they talk. did. Yeah, on Raw Talk, right? Um, Let's see here. Okay, nope. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. All right. <clears throat> uh, after that, we had a Elias interview, kind of where he went through this. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he's got uh, a new single off his album, Payback, and that's heading Jeff Hardy's way. Hasn't forgiven Hardy for him with the car. Charlie, who's doing the interview, says it wasn't Hardy. Uh, Elias goes, oh, I know who hit me. But a car can't stop me. Uh, he said, I spent my downtime running my magnum opus. <laughs> uh, he's got a new album dropping October 26th. 26th, yeah. That's two weeks from now, and next week he's going to put on a concert. It's going to suck. Uh, after that, we had Ricochet versus uh, say, you know, Elias is one of those guys. I, I think he's great as a, like a performer, but Jesus, I don't care about him because of his gimmick. Like, I don't, I just don't see anything. And it's weird because it's not like he's a walking gimmick. Necessarily. Well, I guess he is. He just walks around with a guitar and sings, huh? He's at a, he's, he's at a ceiling right now. This is the ceiling with this particular gimmick. Yeah, but the performer says it should, like it shouldn't be. I know, I know. I know. He's a good, he's a really good talker. He's a he's great a really talker, talker, and he's a really fun wrestler to watch. Mm-hmm. But like, if everything is through the lens of his stupid guitar and his music stuff, it's just there. It's so limiting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Especially how, how WWE approaches it, mm-hmm. where everything has to be through that. Now, if he was just kind of. Uh, a traveling troubadour type, but that wasn't what solely defined him. Then maybe there's something else you could do with him. But yeah. the way they, you know, everything is through the lens of, oh, I'm a musician. <laughs> yeah, because it's always the same thing. It's hey, I've got a new song for you. Okay, it's basically vocational gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of fun. Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander. How, dude? How much has Cedric Alexander transformed? Oh, it's been great, man. The level of aggression he's been. Like inside, and he just great. to watch him walk down to the ring with hurt business. He just looks like the hottest shit, you know. It's so awesome to see. Uh, mm-hmm. This immediately was great. These guys were both putting in like just no stops, you know, or all the stuff pulling out all the stops, all the stops. Trying to yeah. find my metaphor here. Um, I love the bit where uh, MVP in retaliation. He uh, Cedric sort of has Ricochet down and he starts yelling at Cedric to slap him and he slaps the shit out of Ricochet and he says, see, how does that feel? How does that feel? I love that. So uh, really, really fun stuff. Wasn't that long, but uh, Cedric Alexander hits a Mishinoku driver on Ricochet. Ricochet kicks out, but as he kicks out, Cedric sort of falls back or he sort of juts back into like the ref's hip who then sorts like selling that. So he's out for a second. As soon as the ref is down like that, MVP runs to grab a chair to get it into Cedric. Well, Ricochet uh, uh, intercepts the chair. Mm-hmm. He's got it, and uh, and he's waiting for the ref to get up. You think, oh, is he going to hit MVP, who's now up on the apron? 
uh, or Lashley, who's got up on the apron. I think Shelton might be on the apron, too. The ref comes to, just as the ref's coming to, he slams the chair on the ground, throws it to Cedric, and then does the one the, the, the greatest flop I've ever seen. And of course, it's only a couple days removed from what would have been Eddie's 53rd birthday. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful homage to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, it was great. The ref sees it, uh, you know, sees Cedric. And the great thing is Cedric has the chair and Lashley immediately says, put that down because he knows he's seen it before. He says, put the chair down. Cedric being young, not savvy, keeps the chair. Ref DQs him. Ricochet starts laughing his ass off. He got away with one. That was great. That was really good. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, After that, we got a Keith Lee, Braun Strowman recap. We're getting that match next week. What if Braun wins the Universal Championship? What if he wins? What if he's a former Universal Champion? What if he wins this? Is he just going to be on SmackDown? They will will never see this match. Uh, Then we get to the sixth round of the draft. Titus O'Neil staying on Raw. Carmella staying on SmackDown. Peyton Royce staying on Raw. Aleister Black going to SmackDown. And Akira Tozawa will remain on Raw. Uh, and then our main event. This was a lot of fun. The women's battle royal. I loved. I loved that it started with Nia Jax on the mic. Uh, well, Oscar came down first for commentary, uh, but then she wasn't out there the whole match. No, she left for a spell to go watch it on TV. I guess I don't know. Yeah, for the end. Yeah, I don't know why she do that. So uh, Nia kicks it off with a promo. Says, "Listen, this battle royal is obviously going to be one." By Shayna, and Shayna's like, uh huh, uh huh. And then Nia says, or more likely by me. So save mm-hmm. yourself time and pain. Just throw yourselves out. Of course, then they all attack Nia Jax. Uh, Nia and Tamina, they have a stare down. They both go after Alana, who had gone after Nia. Uh, Tamina and Nia go for a hug. They eliminate uh, uh, Lana. Uh, Tamina and Nia go for a hug, but Nia swerves Tamina, throws her out. There was a funny bit after that with Billy Kay. Uh, but she gets eliminated by Nia Jax. Uh, let's see here. Nia eliminated Mandy and uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, Saved Shayna in the process. Oscar was really sad about that because she wanted it to be either Mandy or Dana. They were her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, later on, everybody teams up on Nia. And uh, Shayna, rather than save her partner <laughs> like Nia did for her, helps everybody else dump, dump Nia out of the ring. Yeah. So Nia gets pissed off. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, sorry. I'm sorry. Important caveat. I said Lana had been eliminated. She had not. She had just been kicked. I think she, like, rolled out from under the ring or something like that, or from under mm-hmm. the bottom mm-hmm. rope. Yeah, yeah. she gets headbutted by uh, Tamina yeah, and Nia, yeah. and then she rolls so out. So she rolls ring. out. So important, yeah, she was not eliminated because she won the damn thing. Uh, so Nia then, she in a fit of rage, she clears off the table, grabs Lana, puts her through a table for a fourth time now. Um, which I thought at that point was pretty ridiculously funny. Uh, yeah. They cut to backstage. Orton and Drew are still fighting, I guess, although they yeah, had brawling really cut to them during the show, which probably would have helped that. Uh, Nikki Cross gets dumped by uh, Lacey Evans. Uh, we see an earlier elimination during, I guess, the commercial. Peyton Royce mm-hmm. had been dumped by Natalia. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair got elimination on Shayna Baszler. That was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Natalia immediately goes after Bianca. The Riot Squad eliminates Bianca. Uh, that leaves the Riot Squad, Natalia and Lacey Evans, and unbeknownst to us, Lana. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Riot Squad, I think... They're pretty quickly eliminated by yeah. Natalia and Lacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they both end up on the apron, jockeying for position. 
a couple of near eliminations. Uh, Lacey kind of leaps towards Natalia. She catches her, swings her into the ring post. She thinks she's won. She's celebrating the apron. And then Lana from behind boots Natalia off. She gets the win. Mm-hmm. And Lana doesn't get a whole lot of time to celebrate because pretty much as soon as that's over, uh, Randy Orton and Drew bring the brawl out to ringside. Uh, there's a brawl all over the place. And up near the foot of the ramp, producers and refs just break it up as the show ends. Mm-hmm. As far as pull-apart brawls go, this was pretty decent just because both guys really had a lot of intensity. intensity. Yeah. I mean, what is it totally spinning of the wheels? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Is there anything better they could have done? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows what they're going to do. They need they need to go Who back knows? to when people used to throw their people or belts off off like bridges into the river. Oh, I know. They need to go back to that. I know. That. Definitely. Go, you know, yeah, there's there's a lake somewhere near downtown uh Orlando. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, answer some questions. Sounds good. Got some loaded up here on the Patreon. Uh let's see here. James Fletcher with WWE killing their tag divisions. Who will be the next Raw and SmackDown tag title holders? He says, I think Seth and Ray will somehow become SmackDown tag champions and Dolphin Rude on Raw. Uh, I think it's... They're they're all on SmackDown, though. All all four of those people are on SmackDown. uh, Dolphin Rude are now on SmackDown. That's correct. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe James missed... Entirely, uh, or I mean, that was maybe submitted before uh, they got drafted. Yeah, that could be because, although you know, it makes sense though that he would ask this question given that they had a Raw tag title match tonight. You'd assume they would have stayed on Raw, but no. In fact, before their match even began, they were drafted to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, SmackDown, you still got you got Rude and and Dolph over there. You got the Usos over there still. You got Nakamura and Cesaro. That's a really good core of a tag division over there. Uh, so the current uh, champions are the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could... Uh, here. Here's... If there's a path, I think here's the path. Dolphin Rude and then Ray and Dom. I could see Ray Mysterio and Dom having those tag titles. Or if they do this uh, uh, faction with Roman and the Usos, then you go Street Profits, Usos, Ray and Dom. I would love to see Ray versus Roman, the tribal chief. Roman. Great. I think that'd be terrific. That'd be great. And you're right. That's a great way to get the tag titles on them. Uh, Hugh along heavy uh, raw wants all of retribution, but only two thirds of new day. That make any sense. Doesn't make any Doesn't sense. Make any sense. Uh, yellow tanker survivor series. Isn't going to be brand versus brand this year, right? Probably will be. It'll probably just be raw versus SmackDown. I'd actually be really surprised if NXT is involved. Uh, Chew World Order to swapping title belts count as a new reign. I don't know. I don't think WWE cares about that. Whatever they say in Wikipedia, as far as I'm concerned, official. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they didn't win them. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, let's see here. Oh, this is a good one. Alex Foster. What rules... We're probably in the draft before Vince changed his mind. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Uh, I don't know. Something tells me there weren't a ton to begin with. How freaking lazy is it for them to send entire feuds over across brands? It's incredibly lazy. <laughs> it's incredibly lazy to have all these draft picks with like, like how hard is it to have just like some semblance of story about the draft itself? Why people are going to certain places? I know. Because with all these people, with all these possibilities, you can count on one hand the number of actual like changes that could really happen. You know, it's like okay, there's one. How many compelling? How many actually compelling stories can come out of this? Like we we just mentioned, Ray versus Roman. I think that's really good, you know? I think yeah. Seth versus Roman is potentially yeah, interesting, yeah. given where they both are. Yeah. yeah. Um, over, you got Kevin Owens versus Roman, too. Kevin Owens and Roman, or even Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You got them back together. That's actually yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. Um, Sasha and Bailey stayed in the same place. Um, Drew now has, I guess, Braun. He's got quite a list of potential heel adversaries over there. Braun, Sheamus, The Fiend, AJ. I mean, that's that's a pretty stacked roster to go against. Yeah. Although I wonder if Sheamus would ever get out of the mid. Like, I feel like Sheamus would be more of a... Considering everybody else that got sent over to Raw, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think Braun and AJ top the list of, of potential feuds for Drew after... Braun, AJ, trained. and The Fiend, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's Maybe three Fiend, solid Maybe Fiend, Fiend versus Drew at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we get more uh, Jeff Hardy and uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, that was actually a fun. The feud was good. That was actually the a feud fun. Was feud was good. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie. Any undrafted wrestlers or free agents could sign with any brand. Apparently, Andrade is still a free agent. Okay, send him back to NXT. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Uh, night by night, which Raw superstar would you most want to assist you selling and delivering a plethora of delicious Hostess fruit pies? What? I mean, What's it, your favorite Hostess Hostess uh, pie flavor? You like the chocolate ones, didn't you? So it's seriously a toss-up between chocolate and lemon. All right. Like I couldn't, you know, it's it all depends on my mood. But the chocolate one and the lemon one are. Ooh. For me, it was just always apple. Mm-hmm. That's the one I ever ate. Yeah. Only ever cared about. Yeah. I don't know. Shane's birthday tweet: The most important star of Underground isn't drafted. Shane's best friend, Jordan. Jordan didn't get drafted. Jordan stays with Shane. Wherever Shane goes, Jordan goes. They're besties. Uh, thank you, EV14304, for the su- gifting subs. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Adrian C., King of the Ring, was over a year ago. Are they just expecting us to forget so they can keep the moniker on Corbin? Again, that's one of those things where you could totally look forward to that every year, like we look forward to the G1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could mean something. Yeah. Instead, it doesn't. Oh, dog. Kevin Owens tweeted a gif of him and Sami Zayn hugging mm-hmm. after Sami got drafted to SmackDown. They're going to get back together. Tag team rivalry versus Nakamura and Cesaro. Thoughts? Oh, wow. Yeah. You got else. Owens and Nakamura on the same. Owens and Cesaro on the same brand. Wow. That could be good. Good stuff. Uh, Mikel James says breaking. Grand Metalik and Lindsay have been drafted to Raw. Wait, who? It's another. Uh, Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado. They're going to Raw. Ooh, where's is Kali? What about Kalisto? Thought he got announced. Did on he already get announced? Talking Smack. Thought he got announced somewhere. I don't remember where. 
uh, hip hop hippo says ricochet faded like an old southern lady with the vapors. He <laughs> actually put his hand to his head. He did. Yeah, he did this. Oh, oh, oh Kaliso's uh, on SmackDown. Okay, Corner White. Yeah, we didn't see we didn't see the the breakup of Lucha House Party coming, did we? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Eddie Brock's Venom. I work while SmackDown Raw are on, but I watch when I finish online. I hear people complain Raw is three hours and should go to two hours, but the runtime is two hours and eight minutes most weeks, while SmackDown's runtime is around one hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sitting there for three hours. See, here's the, yeah, that's the thing. Two, I think it's probably closer to two hours, 20 minutes, right? Or two hours. Uh, it's forty about forty four minutes for every hour of television. So forty four minutes of actual content. Everything else is commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So forty. Give or take. So that's uh, what one hundred twenty thousand million. It would be a hundred and thirty two. Thirty two minutes, which is two hours and twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's all too much because you have a bunch of commercials and recaps in there. The ex- it's just it's the ex- it's the three hour experience really, that's what it is. Too often, all the good stuff gets kind of drowned out in a morass of just <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like I'll be honest, that new day Bob Roode Dolph Ziggler match it was too long. It was just too. It was long. a really good match though. Yeah, it was too. It was long. a good match. I'm well, it was too long, especially because we knew what the outcome was. Yeah, it doesn't help either. You know, it wasn't good enough to to suspend your disbelief. Because you knew what the outcome was going to be. Because one of the teams had already been drafted. Dang him, mm-hmm. Q. If you have a five-on-five hurt business versus retribution, and retribution also includes Mia Yim's character, who becomes uh, the woman of the hurt business, and why is it Naomi? I'd like to see Naomi try a role like that. I think it'd mm-hmm. be fun. That'd be cool. Uh, MVP already signaled that he he was interested. Mm-hmm. Call me Sir Vix says Oscar saying sexy muscle friend made my month. <laughs> that uh, was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, Joe said, yeah, you always need your sexy muscle friends. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, Gareth, with the right motivation, could Dabakato benefit from having Shane as a manager? Could it be an interesting pair or should he just go solo? I don't want Shane on my television, so uh, Dabakato should go solo. Uh, I would actually be okay with Shane managing him. Shane and Jordan managing him. I'd be fine with that. But, I mean, it's Shane. Jordan, yes, Shane, no. It's Shane, so, like, they he would have to get involved in stuff, and that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Plus, he got uh, his hard- ass handed to him by Braun, so. Yeah. Diehard Homer. Obviously, Asuka is going to absolutely destroy Lana. What's next for Asuka after this? Hey, good for Lana, though. Good for her. Mm-hmm. My, I don't know. Uh, Michael James says breaking Shorty G has been drafted. Oh, yeah, we saw that one already. Shorty G went to SmackDown. Yeah. Stayed on SmackDown. That was announced this morning. Yeah. Oh, that was drafted this morning? Even yeah, or yesterday oh, or something. Oh, okay. I think it was this morning. Uh, White Brownie, you have $5. What are you getting for dinner, and why is it 40-piece uh, Burger King chicken nuggets? $5 um, will get you. See, here's the thing. 40 would you rather have quantity or quality? Because it gets you 20 McNuggets or 40 BK Nuggets. 40 is too much for me anyway. Just give me the 20 that are that I'll actually enjoy. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, five bucks. Besides, uh, for five bucks, I'd probably go a different route. You know, Cub 2 McChickens is only $2. 
Mm-hmm. You add a small milkshake to that, small fry. You, you probably have some change left over. You can buy a newspaper. There you go. Ha ha, Jackson. So Eva Marie is clearly helping Alana beat Oscar, right? No. Uh, no. What? No. 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 Lana's going to get no. destroyed, murdered. It's going to be yeah, horrendous. No. No. Uh, Tyler Quint says, who do you think won the draft? Raw or SmackDown? I kind of feel like Raw did. Go ahead and talk. I have it muted. Uh... Fiend went to Raw. AJ Styles went to Raw. Uh, I think from the women's division who switched brands. No, I feel like both in kind of number and stature, Raw kind of got the better end of the deal. I know SmackDown got Owens and Seth. I, I just kind of feel like I kind of feel like that a uh, uh, raw uh, uh, improve whatever potential deficiencies they may may have had in more areas than, than SmackDown did. SmackDown inherited two horrible storylines that I'm over, and I really hope that those stories are done with. But I feel like they're not. No, they got moved. The whole feud got moved over because they're continuing. So it. we have to care about Aaliyah Mysterio now on Fridays. I really enjoyed my Fridays. Me too, and then now that story is going to continue on. I'm not going to enjoy my Fridays nearly as much. (laughs) (sighs) Hugh Longheavy, who were the other three men in Jeff's triple threat tag team match? (laughs) Me, Jeff, heard that Matt Riddle had already been drafted to Raw. He wanted Matt Riddle as his partner. And at which point, Seth had been like, I'm going to Friday night still. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny stuff. He said, I want a triple threat tag team match. <laughs> he just ran right into that one. Yeah. That was great. Uh, Jorge D, with everyone abandoning Ricochet, will Ali try to recruit him to Retribution or will Ricochet join Hurt Business against Retribution? There's an opportunity for a story be here. However, Retribution was not on the show. <laughs> we could have got an idea of which way he was heading. But alas, uh, it was not to be. So over here on the Discord, Scooter says, do you fear that Retribution got taken off uh, because of COVID? Uh, no, I think they were just cut for time. Probably. That's a, that's what I think about that. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not there, so I, I unfortunately I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, hmm. Dr. Steve Winters, if you could draft a new SmackDown 6 out of today's superstars, who would you use to carry a program? Well, it'd be, I don't know, probably AJ, Seth, Ray. Ray would be the carryover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, He'd be the legacy pick. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens. Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Vermillion has a great idea. I, I'd actually thought of this, too, uh, a, a week or so ago. Uh, Vermillion says, do you think the draft should be held on the Raw after Mania? It makes the most sense as Mania ends most feuds and the draft can reset both shows with new feuds 100%. Mania is the, is the season finale. Maybe you have a, a, the Raw after Mania. You get a little bit of breath. May have some people return. Hype up the draft the following week. Then you get to carry the momentum of Mania over the course of two weeks, not just one. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I assume they do it in October for some reason. Uh, there's 
what is this? The longest Gulf of time is between you got August, September, October, November until the next big pay-per-view. So you put it here. So you got something going on, but yeah, it's kind of the stupidest place because at this point it's like you're changing up the brands right before survivor series when it's supposed to be brand versus brand. When it's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be like a heated rivalry thing. But like, am I really supposed to believe that if the if 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 uh, uh, Xavier and Kofi are on one side and they face off with Big E in some pre-Survivor Series brawl, am I supposed to suspend disbelief and think they're going to throw hands? No, there's no there. If that happens, if that I swear to God, if that happens, I'm going to be so pissed. There would be no zero brand loyalty in six weeks. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, doesn't make any sense. Now, if they had a situation where they were, you know, Big E is fighting on behalf of SmackDown, Kofi and Xavier on behalf of Raw, and they turn around, they're face to face with with each other, and they're like, "No, we're not going to do it." Then that's good. Mm-hmm. That's storytelling. Yeah. But if they just say, "Oh, we're it's, it's Survivor Series," they won't. You know, fans won't care. Yeah. They want to see Brand versus Brand, and you have the New Day fight each other. No. Yeah. Terrible. Yep. Terrible. All right, uh, so Twitch chat, stick stick around, and uh, Discord, stick around. We'll answer some more questions. That's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, we'll be uh, playing some video games at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Hopefully, we'll see you there. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.